interrupt this program to bring you a special salt report. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, cosplay, comics, movies, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and recording with me is Jesse. Yo! The sponsor of our hearts this week are those late night duty finder bros that help you out yep. when you can't sleep at 3 a.m. Why are they on they a weeknight? Why are me. they there? We don't know. It doesn't really matter. I have no idea. Because I really, <laughs> really wanted to finish the Eden Raids for the story because I was just like feeling it and. I was having emotions, and I was like, nobody's going to be awake for these. And every time I went to queue up for the next one, I was like, nobody's going to be awake for this. But they all queued up with me, and I don't know who you are, and it was even later on the East Coast. I I warned you about that burp, (laughs) y'all. Sorry, I'm drinking diet root beer. But they were there for me anyway, and I don't know who you are, but you, you guys are the MVPs for me this week. So thank you. Thank you, late, late night, night duty finder bros. That sounds like sounds like a real men of genius commercial. Do you remember those? Oh yeah. <laughs> God. We salute you, late night duty finder bros. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Alright, with that, let's get into our pre-salt. Speaking of the Eden Raids, oh, I guess I should put a blanket warning for this segment. We are going to be talking about spoilers. I want to talk about mechanics and stuff. So if you haven't gotten to those raids or to the Ruby Weapon normal, um, I would recommend maybe waiting to listen to this segment. But anyway, um, we did do the Eden Raids and the Ruby Weapon. I think we, we did our Eden Raids separately. Um, yeah, we did, we did one together, and then we did the ruby weapon. Together. I think we got oh, we did so Ramu together. Yeah, first one. Yeah, I cannot find that Pillar Man video anymore, and I really, really, I, really. I think I retweeted it. it. See if it's on my Twitter. But um, okay, because I was so sad when I couldn't <laughs> find it again after, and I was like, no, it's gone forever. It's just that one. I'm like, I'm starting to understand them because I've done them. Um, at least twice each at this point, because yeah. I did them the first week and then I did them again after reset just these last two days. Um, they're really good. I don't know what's going on in E7. <laughs> I just want to know why So why it's E7 that's fucking world-breaking, because then you get to E8, and it's, like, pretty easy. Um, like, well, besides I mean, the redress thing, which I didn't understand. But otherwise, fair, E8 was pretty simple. E- like E2 was a nightmare. On launch, I can't remember which. That's time. That's ti- spell and waiting. Oh, so oh yeah, tight. Yeah, uh, E four was also a mess on release, but like oh, E2 I mean was the bad. verse ones. So yeah, the, but I'm saying the like, second round. Uh, but yeah. I'm trying to make a comparison and saying like it's not that unusual for the one in the middle to be weird because the one in the middle was weird the first, the last round too. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I was just like, wh- why this? But the one we got stuck on, which I'll talk about later not you and i you yeah uh this strangers um was uh garuda and ifrit which was kind of funny because for reasons i'll talk about later i don't want to interrupt your salt but yeah we did well we can talk about these together because it's like combined you also have them on your pre-salts we might as well um Um, 
Yeah. But unless you want to put that in your salt section, which is fair. No, it's fine. It was. It's not really salt because I think it's more like we. So we wiped a bunch to Garuda and Ifrit, the group I was with the first time. And I was just like, what's going on? And I asked a million questions. So much so that I asked like a million questions in E7 and um, me and the tank kept having, main tank kept having to swap from dying back and forth all the time. Uh, And it went pretty smoothly. I learned a lot. And so much so that I think at one point somebody thought I did, I was like just messing with them, but then they realized, no, this person really needs to know. And at the end, someone said, good job, Sappho. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I wasn't even, like, I wasn't even offended. I think they were really, like, uh, wonder, just, like, clap I, on the back. I wonder if it was a situation also where they saw the guy that was like, you're trolling. And they were like, fuck you, dude. And so at the end, they were like, good job, Sappho. Good job, Sappho. Because <laughs> I just really wanted to know the mechanics. Like, help me. Um, but for Garuda, like, the mechanics for Garuda and Ifrit aren't that hard. It's not, like, E7. Um, yeah, there are some crazy, interesting ones. But... Yeah, the, the tethers, I have slightly different mechanics and it was just like can someone please tell me which tether is which because then they were arguing in the um chat about which tether is which and i'm like somebody just tell me what tether but like the um the group kept getting wiped out by the aoes and i was so confused because i'm just like they're pretty well telegraphed like they're um the side ones like once i realized that those two kind of like half pillars come up and they'll tell you where those cones are going to burst out. I was just like, oh, yeah, I got this. The only time I got hit by AoEs is if I was, like, tunnel visioning, you know? Yeah, even if you miss them, uh, the one the one I'm thinking of that's a little bit trickier is one where it's, like, the entire arena is an AoE except for a small section mm. in one part of the arena. But they give you enough time to haul ass to the safe spot. Like, you do yeah. have time. And one person was like, I can't see the, um, I can't see them because the color's too close to the floor, right? It's like the, and and they also called it the wrong (laughs) color. And so I'm sitting there, barbecue sauce on my titties going, what? But then I remembered that those particular colors, my friend who is red and green colorblind cannot see the variation in that color. And I was like, I think this person might be red and green colorblind. But there's absolutely no way you can say that into a text chat to a stranger without them thinking you're just being an asshole. Like, yeah, like especially, especially when everybody's frustrated already. Yeah, so I could, I was just sitting there and I was like, God, I hope, I hope someday this person comes like can figure it out so that they can change like the settings or something because like when you when you told me about this i thought about it and actually something like this happened on reddit and like i saw it on the final fantasy 14 reddit where the person was like i can't fucking see the aoe's the same color as the floor like at all and somebody was like hey um have you ever been tested for colorblindness not being a dick i I mean it and he was like yeah no and (laughs) the guy was like go into the menu and fiddle with with these like three settings or whatever and see if that helps um and he was like i guess i'm colorblind (laughs) yeah like there's no fucking way to tell anybody in this chat though like on in in that thread it was there was a space to kind of do that but there's no way so i'm just sitting there and i'm like oh my god i think he's colorblind and as i'm thinking that someone hit a vote dismiss so we dismissed it and I was like, God, I still need to run this. So I, I did it again. I'm, I'm not actually salty about this because I was just I was just confused. Um, and it is kind of funny because then we got into another group and everybody's like, oh, hello. And I'm like, hey, 
I don't actually uh, know what we were doing wrong, but my last group gave up. And uh, the people were like, oh, no. And then somebody from my last group was in the... Um, was in my new group, and it was a tall bunny. I remember this because they also put a giant square over their head, and it was like over their bunny ears, which were already really high up. Um, they were like, the reason we had to give up is because our last party didn't know what AOEs were, and everybody in the chat went, oh no, again. <laughs> and so then the bunny was like, she puts like a uh, big giant square over her head and goes, if anybody doesn't know where the AOEs are, just follow me. Um, and we, we did it fine in like two tries. Like the, we fucked up the first time, but then we were good the second time. So that happened on my Garuda and Ifrit run too. I think that was actually the smoothest of the four, uh, when I ran Mm. them for the first time. But, um, and I ran them week week one, like, I guess we both did, but I ran them yeah. a little bit earlier in the week, and... Yeah, I ran them later. Um, because you're busy. But, uh, <laughs> not that I'm not, it's just that I tend to have my evenings free. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, they're, they're really good. I did, um, get, I, Jesse sent me this video that somebody posted to Twitter that was like, the caption was just my brain cells during E7N and I kind of laughed at it at the time, but when I got into E7N, I was like, oh my god, but it's like, it's a video of like a bunch of dudes in a room and they're all screaming at each other, and there's like one guy off to the side that's just like cooking quietly by himself. There's another guy (laughs) getting a haircut. (laughs) It's just like, it's just so chaotic, and I'm like, yeah, this is definite, this is me, this is absolutely me. I, like sort of vaguely understand some of the mechanics, but mostly I just, like, blindly follow the group because I have no idea what's going on there. It is really confusing. Um, And even when I finally learned all of them, I was still like, I am not smart enough. I accidentally fucked up, and I almost in the chat typed, I'm sorry, my last brain cell just died with me. was trying to keep up what was going on and like like I said both of us me and the other tank kept getting obliterated and so I had to make sure that the other tank was alive so when they um if they died I could pick up the aggro and we were just it was just a mess but yeah it is that video with all the people because even when you do know what's going on it just it's like specifically designed to make you feel like your brain is a bunch of dudes screaming at each other in the house (laughs) That one's chaos. Besides that, um, they're not awful, like we said. Um, Shiva's redress mechanic uh, confused me the first time, but once I got hit with it, I was like, oh, I need to look away. It's not, like, immediately obvious, um, because there's no... Usually when they have a look-away mechanic, there's an eyeball that appears, but that doesn't happen in this one. It's just that she's naked, (laughs) so you need to look away. (laughs) And I'm like, why? Why the... I understand that this is a very popular joke, but I just feel like you could have picked to not have your 16-year-old character get naked, but whatever. 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 Um, If they're going to do that, I guess I appreciate the joke, but it is, like, why? Um, Why? Especially when there's so many women in Final Fantasy XIV that are, like, adults. Yeah. They could have even just did it with, like, your memory of Isael. Um, Yeah. 
Can you... I didn't really under, but I guess the whole thing was so it that was to Gaia solidify could Gaia and Reen's relationship. Yeah. Which, so by the way, <laughs> was super fucking cute. I, I love them. I a little bit a couple times. Urianche like, and Thancred are dads, and they're co-parenting two daughters. You can't change my mind. They're so cute. <laughs> when Urianje was like, you're like a sad mother bird watching her chicks fly the nest. And he's and just like, Thancred is just bird, like, thanks. Yeah, like he's not even, he's not even like, you're not wrong, but can you please call me a father bird? Thank you very much. <laughs> I was so like I was proud of them. I was super proud of Gaia because at the there was one point where Gaia was just like so mean to Reen who had never had friends her age and she's trying for the first time to make friends and Gaia just roasts her and I was like listen here Gaia you little shit and then when she comes through at the end and then is like yeah we can go get tea and biscuits together or whatever she's um, like they better be good they better be good and I'm just like I'm so fucking proud of you like the growth. I'm excited I for the next set so of raids much. in uh, six months. <laughs> but um, then there was also Ruby Weapon. I did that one um, much like before I did the Eden raids. Um, and it was basically brand new content. I think I did it within the first 24 to 48 hours. Um, and so most of my party was new, if not the entire party. Um and it's real good. We struggled really hard um, to get Ruby Weapon down to 0% health. And then a cutscene starts playing. And people are like, thanks, thanks, GG. You know, like the usual oh, yeah. TYPF. Um, but, or TYFP, whatever. I'm, but, um, and then also, <laughs> and then we're like, me. I'm dyslexic. They're like, this cutscene's going on for what, mm, what's happening? Surprise, motherfucker, it's a phase change. I was so... And fucking Kay. Kay is like... Kay is like, hey, don't look up any um, anything about it. And I thought, well, maybe after it's over, there's like a cutscene or something, or there's some important plot information in the um, actual trial Yeah, because I've done itself. that before. I think I did that for Tsukuyomi or something. Um, yeah, there's a couple of things you told me not to look up, because there is plot stuff in there. But fucking... So we get there, and Kay lets me dead ass be like, "Thank you, everyone." Yeah, did you see me write "lol" in the chat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then people, uh, people in the chat were like, "But wait, there's more!" And I'm like, "You fuckers!" <laughs> um, I did. It was so funny. Like this didn't mean anything to you, um, but before we got in, I was like, "You're at a little bit of a disadvantage because you didn't run T9." Um. Which, by which I mean, let me see if I can remember the whole thing. I believe it is the third binding coil of Bahamut, turn one, so T9. But, um, I ran the binding coils of Bahamut, like, last year with my friends, and there are certain parts of them that stick out in my memory, and one of them was the extremely lengthy cutscene featuring Nail Van Darnus, or the White Raven, um, and that whole fight. So I did recognize this character when she popped up for phase two and understand what they were going through. And then they also, um, repeated a couple of mechanics from the binding coils of Bahamut, including the swooping mechanic. Um, so I was probably a little bit better off than people that are that, like, just joined this game and haven't played the binding coils of Bahamut because it's not on any roulettes and you can't just like get into it. 
Um, and I was better off than other people, though, because I had Kay whispering in my ear the secrets. <laughs> the secrets. Yeah, because some secrets. of those, like, I, we wiped a lot. Um, I want to say when I did it my first time, we spent almost the entire hour um, trying to beat this boss. No one quit, uh, which is nice. They were determined. They were determined. And it was brand new content, and most of the yeah. people were new, if not all of them. So I think they were a bit more forgiving than a lot of other groups would be. Um, although we have gotten people on day one of a raid where they're like, fuck you, how could you not recognize this mechanic that happened in a raid 24 years ago? But uh, <laughs> I was like, bold of you to assume that I remember anything that happened yesterday. Yeah. But um, it's a really cool fight, um, and I like it a lot, and I get excited every time I see it on Trials Roulette, which is often currently. Um, you know what's super funny is... Uh, the um, what was I? What was I? Oh, the um. So I was expecting to see more of the floor arrows, cause but it only. I guess uh, if they show up more in extreme and not in regular. Um, in regular they showed up like once. And, uh, oh, uh, Raven's Flight. I think there's two Raven's Flights in normal. Yeah, and I was just like, the fuck is this? And I had just seen a comic by Cage where their character was like, just that math gif, but with the arrows everywhere. And I was like, what does this mean? And then I got there and I'm like, I still yeah, don't know well, what this means! Before we got in, you mentioned that comic and you're like, but I think that's an extreme. And I was like, no, it's a normal. You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, enough. And sure enough, I was like, what the fuck does this mean? What does this mean? What do these arrows mean? I don't fucking know. I still don't fully understand how to avoid Raven's Flight. It's so weird, like, coming in first day, because nobody knows what the fuck is going on on here in this day. And so everybody's still like, uh... And even just, like, the first week of the Eden Raid, so many people were new um, with me. So I would come in and I would say, oh, I'm new, and warn people, especially because I'm a tank. Um... And, uh, and then you get six people that are like, same. <laughs> same. And we're all like, oh, guess we'll die together. Um, yeah, the theme for that one also fucking slaps. The The first phase sure theme. Does. The second phase theme is good, but also very weird. Um, but the first phase is like a, a rock remix of um, the Ultima Weapon theme from the Praetorium, which is a song that most people don't get to listen to very much. Because you you fucking curb stomp Ultima weapons so hard in Praetorium that you only listen to the first thirty seconds of the theme, which is a shame because it's actually really good. Um, yeah. So the the rock opera version of it is also badass. Sokin was like, "Finally, people will hear my masterwork. <laughs> my masterwork will be heard." Um. Aside from that, spoil- spoiler section is over now for the time being. Um. But I just have ever more to talk about. Um, Aurora is ending this weekend, so uh, you're all, y'all are going to get a break from me talking ears off about Evermore for a while because it won't. They um, they were originally going to have it open during March, but they that has changed, and now they're not going to. They're going to go dark until Mythos in probably mid to late April. Don't really have a solid date yet, but we'll find out. Uh, except for the Masquerade in March, but. Um, a lot of developments this weekend <laughs> with the penultimate weekend. Um, there was a town council. The big thing was that there was a town council meeting um, to discuss the problem of Svanleifer 
and what happened last week. So, um, we, I went to that. Also, I, I don't think I was here for this, but the Elves of Light con- like confessed to murdering him. So I guess Miss Ginley was innocent, but uh, that trial is still a fucked up disaster and you can't change my mind. Um, they did nothing to convince me of her innocence. <laughs> but Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> who, did, I, they, who did they murder? Oh, it's the, funny. It's funny. The Remember, funny. He, he got better. He got better, right. Um, but they so they had this town council meeting to discuss, like, we have to do something. We can't just not do anything to him because he, has, he, like, assaulted someone with a deadly weapon, essentially. But mm-hmm. we can't, if we do too much, it's going to be a thing, TM. So um, what do we do here? And so they were kind of planning it out. At some point, I left the meeting early because um, the Elves of Light were like, we're going to go deal with the Frost Giant. So I followed them, um, but ultimately um, they skipped a fence and disappeared to a backstage area. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just let them go. Um, but that, yeah. by that point, I was out, and uh, Svani and Sylvie were standing there, and Bastion ran up and was like warning Svani, like, they're coming to arrest you. I learned later from my friend that stayed in the meeting um, that they made the wolves a um, an official guild, and then they also just kind of like talked about strategy, basically. So I didn't miss too much, but um, Bastion came and was warning Svani and trying to tell him, like, dude, don't fight this go quietly, don't cause a scene, we can talk our way out of this, everything's going to turn out okay as long as you don't hurt anyone. And Spani was kind of mumbling that he didn't want to hurt anybody. Um, But Sylvia was, like, super pissed about how this town's tearing their family apart. Um, But (laughs) also while I was staying there... I don't know why I laughed like that, (laughs) but it just reminded me of Kylo Ren. (laughs) Tearing me apart. Um... But while I was standing there watching this all go down, because it went on for several minutes, um, when Weaver walked by and, like, snapped her fingers and created a fireball, which was very startling, because I was like, holy shit, how'd she do that? Um, <laughs> obviously, it's because when Weaver's a witch, but, like, I don't know how they did it as, as far as, like, a practical stage effect. Um, yeah, like, you're like, wait a minute, how did she, how did the actress do that? Somehow. What is the meta? But, um... She started picking a fight with Sylvie and talking about how she could see everything and knew what she was doing and blah, 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 and then walked off back to the stone circle. And that that really riled Sylvie up. Um, but then, like, ev- fucking everyone starts walking down the path towards me, and I'm like, okay, it's time! <laughs> and that, so this was over... Um, I had walked from town past Hunter's Hovel, and they were kind of, like, at the part of the road where you turn, and it will... There's, like, a branch, and you can either go left to the tents for the Rangers and the Knights, or you can go right to the Coven and the Burrows and the big Jurassic Park doors. So that's kind of where it started. People start zooming down the path past Hunter's, Hunter's Hovel towards me, and I'm like... It's time! And so they all kind of moved towards the um, barrier between the park proper and the Jurassic Park doors. Um, And, like, everybody's surrounding them, and again, Bastion's like, just go quietly. Just go quietly. Don't do this. Go quietly. 
Um, but Sylvie cast some kind of spell and froze everyone in place. Um, starts going on this big rant about how they came to this town and they were so hospitable and charitable and did all these nice things and this is the thanks I get. But basically just that vine, like, I dedicate myself to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and this Savior, is Jesus thanks Christ? I get. <laughs> um, at one point she walked over to Ollie um, and was like, you're wasting your time with this wolf girl and you can do so much better and then kissed him on the cheek. And I thought, I like, my whole body tense because I was like, she's going to stab him, but she didn't. Um, and then she went over to someone else. Oh, Kyra. She went over to Kyra and made fun of her um, by saying, like, I destroyed your lands and made it into a hunting ground. Fuck you. Your entire family's dead. Um, and then she and Svani left through the Jurassic Park doors, which I and someone questioned me on this, but I interpreted it as them going back to Aurora in previous scenes when people have come from Aurora that's those are the doors they come through so i don't see how else you could interpret that what are they just like hiding behind a tree somewhere in the woods like <laughs> of course they went back to aurora um no woods only i guess um but yeah i was real sad because i was like i thought everything was gonna be okay i was a fool <laughs> um so Wait, so, what, they just left the slutty one there? Yeah, he's still there. He actually froze with the townsfolk. Um, oh. Because he was, he, he, uh, he betrayed all of them. Uh, A sluts are want to do. As I understand it, um, what was supposed to happen was that when Weaver was supposed to show up, um, like, and be like, I know what I must do, and then she was going to fix the problem. The actress for Wenweaver apparently misplaced an important prop <laughs> for this scene. Or some, maybe it wasn't Wenweaver's actress, maybe it was somebody else. But somehow, a prop for the, for the scene got misplaced, and so the poor actors were frozen for 25 minutes longer than they should have been. Oh my god. Um... So, like, all of a sudden people are like, so many ask them, ask them nicely if you can sit them down, like, um... My friend that was in the Rangers Guild later was like, dude, we almost didn't find Nightshade. Because <laughs> he was, like, half hidden in the shadows in an out-of-place area. I, like, once my friend told me where he was, like, I was like, I walked past him, like, three times. He was like, I know, we almost didn't find him. Like... <laughs> oh, fucking Nightshade. Fucking Nightshade. And, like, um, Dreiner, like, through his teeth, was like, Crow, get a Ron! Uh, Crow being my ranger code name i don't know if i ever explicitly said that on the podcast but um he so i had to like go and get people to help him and like just eventually everybody got unfrozen once it started happening it seemed like it started happening very very fast um so that's good but i felt so bad for everyone gazer the pirate ended up in this like weird fetal position i was like sir are you okay <laughs> <laughs> acting acting um frank looked like he was mid-sentence when he stopped which i'm sure was very annoying for him after about five minutes um but yeah it's it's all good it's all good um that was a time i i have a bad feeling about these characters so like i haven't um i i think i talked about this a little bit back when lore was ending but like the day before 
the finale of Lore's when everything big happened. And a couple of people have expressed that they felt the finale of Lore was a little bit of an anticlimax. I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit like that on Saturday, where it's just kind of a day to wrap things up and say your goodbyes. Um, we won't really know what's ha- what happened to these characters until next Aurora. So I guess that's like your cliffhanger. Um, because and like a lot of really well-loved characters are going, like Ollie is going to Aurora with to be with Ulfinia. Um, and that one I'm very sad about. Rose going to Aurora. Um, one of the Grey sisters is going to Aurora. Um, all of the wolves became very popular in a short time. They're going back. Bastion's going back. Sora's presumably going back. Kyra and Jasper are both going back. Um, and we're just not going to see those characters for like an entire fucking year. <laughs> and we may never Wait, see them again. Kyra the, the knight? No, that's Kilairi. Uh Kyra that's is... The lady that was led to believe she was a fairy for a thousand years. Oh, right, right. Um, Wait, all right, she's the one who's with Jasper. Yes. Okay. Um, so she and Jasper are getting married, and they're going back to Aurora. We may not see... Away. We may... I'm, joking. I'm joking, everyone, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I got a story that relates to that really quickly, but um, in a minute. Um, they might... I mean, the, the, like, presumably, like, it's like, yeah, we won't see them for a year. We may not see them ever. Uh, I have a bad feeling about what's going to happen to them when they go back to Aurora. All of these characters yeah. might be dead in a year. So I think, oh, I think also Jakul's going back. The Light Elves. I'm going to miss the Light Elves so much, y'all. I love, I love them. They're so cute. Um, They're so cute. But anyway, relating to your story about sending the heads away, um... I also witnessed a really bizarre conversation between Philander and Chauncey, um, where Chauncey was asking him if he's ever loved anyone, and Philander essentially was like, well, yes, you. And I was like, oh, are they doing this? <laughs> <laughs> but then he's like, that's a brother. And I was like, oh. Oh. And then um, late, he's like... Disappointed. And so Chauncey keeps questioning him about it, and he's like, well, one time Bastion touched my face, and I didn't I I kind of enjoyed it and I was like, oh my god. But I asked him about it and he's like, no, he's a friend. And I'm like, just just Are you gay or are you not? Are you a fellow gay, sir? Are you a fellow sir. Sir. Sir, legally you have to tell me if you're a fellow gay. I don't know. I like you know that vine where the person's like, Are you aware that you're a cat to the cat? <laughs> and the cat was surprised. Sir, are you a member of the LGBTQ plus family? Yeah, obviously I don't want to press him too much about it because I don't want to make the actor feel weird. But like, um, I did ask him, I was like, did, did you feel that way about, about Bastion? He's like, no, he's, just, he's like a brother to me, nothing more. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I fucking no homo me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, what's what's Look, better than this? Not- just guys being dudes. Being dudes. <laughs> dudes being gay and like i love i love going to denny's with the ever folk after because there's like one corner of the restaurants having deep in-depth conversations about their characters and how their characters are going to deal with the aurora stuff and then over on my side of the uh denny's we're talking about the the homoerotic sub like tension between the bards guild and also which characters that evermore are punk bitches (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I mean, these are important discourse conversation. Yeah. Um, One of you. The duality of man. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's. God, did anything else happen that night? I don't. I feel like a lot happened, but I don't remember it. (laughs) I didn't take notes like I usually do. Um. So that's all I got, I guess. But you were too busy. You were invested in the story. I was invested in the story. Well, I take notes after, um, so that I don't forget. But I did this time, so you know. Whatever. It's like my mom when I came back was like, "Why don't you have like five hundred pictures?" I'm like, first of all, Kay is a very private person, and I like to respect that. Secondly, I fucking am having a good time, and I forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I I do remember. I was trying to get my tasks done for the Rangers. Um, and I actually got them done really quickly, but I was really struggling with the uh, cipher because I got the first part figured out, but then, like, the second part just returned a bunch of myth, like, just just jumbled letters. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? And so I went to my friend and I was like, I can't, I was frustrated. So I was like, I can't fucking figure this out. Like, what, what do I, what am I doing wrong? Like, I don't get it. And he's kind of trying to give me a hint. And I'm just like, yeah, I did this. I did all of these things. And he's like, it's mythos. I'm like, I don't want the answer. I want to know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. And so he's like, he's like, okay, listen, my my friend is really um, good at these things, and he can show you how it works. And so we went in, and he looked at the cipher, and then I I pulled up the photo that I had of the board that had the code on it. And he's like, oh, well, there's your problem. Two of those numbers are wrong, and Dreiner had to rewrite them. Oh my god! And so I was like, oh, well, yeah. I guess it would be pretty hard to figure out a code when you have the wrong code. <laughs> so the moral of the story is that if you, random listener, aspire to be a member of the Rangers Guild, uh, and you're trying to do your daily tasks that you can get to Apprentice or Journeyman or whatever the fuck, um, don't take a picture when you first get to the park. Wait, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case Trainer fucked up. Not to throw Dreiner uh, under the bus, but I'm throwing Dreiner under the bus. Dreiner's the codemaster, so, like, he is the one to blame. But, um, it's not the first time that's happened to me, either. So, that was, that was like, the worst time, because the first time I did it with, like, a group, and so we were able to kind of, like, brute force it and be like, oh, these are, these, are, these numbers are wrong, so that means that it's this. Um, but that second time on my own, I got so frustrated. <laughs> it's um, like how when we solved that spell but we did it in like the most like, in the wrong way in the wrong way but whatever we got it um our brain cells combined what's funny is that last week um the new dwarf yalo um saw me playing with the wheel cipher in the burrows and was like oh what you doing did you figure it out and i was like no i'm just spinning my wheels um kind of like down just like, you should funny. talk to this you should talk to so and so i don't remember what he said he might be able to help you and i was like oh yeah um I'll, maybe i'll do that but eventually i came back and i figured it out um and so this week he, he was like oh you were in here last week trying to do the code again like did you ever figure it out and i was like yeah i did and i kind of tried to explain how it works um and then i was like it's been a week i don't remember <laughs> it's like fair enough <laughs> That's um funny. Yeah, people are starting to remember me in that park now. That's kind of fun. But That's cute. Um anyway, I think that's all I have to talk about with Evermore. So that's my pre-salt. All right, it's it's my turn. For some reason. Oh, ow, my ears hurt. There's um, only two of us, so it stands to reason. 
Listen, Kay, my brain cells are functioning at full capacity right now. I think I explained this to you. You don't, you don't gotta, you don't gotta, you don't gotta point out how dumb I am, to everybody. Um, I'm sorry. I, I definitely have been having one of those days where I'm just like it fucking idiot yesterday i was having a day where i just drop seed everything and then today i'm having a day where i suddenly can't remember words um the yesterday i meant to say paren or the day before yesterday i meant to say parentheses but all i could think of was apostrophes and i said that out loud and i'm like fuck that's not the right word and my friend immediately goes parentheses and i was like oh thank you and she was just like i knew that now that you had said apostrophes it's like the only word you'll be able to think of and i'm like you're not fucking wrong because i was like that apostrophes is the only word i know now (laughs) um so i actually went to go see birds of prey i drove a long way to go see it because my friend who lives far away um wanted to see it and so we kind of met in the middle um and i didn't i didn't have very low expectations and uh but you know what i had a great time Okay, so here's the thing is I haven't seen a DC movie since um, Wonder Woman was the last one I went to see. Uh, And it was all right. It just had like a lot of the DC-isms that I don't care for in their films. Um, Just like the editing style and the slow-mos and that weird blue-gray filter that I hate and I just don't understand why they slap it over everything. Like, it's fucking 2006 it's over. Like, that's over. Let it go. Um, so I was just, I didn't have any, like, high hopes for this, uh, movie, but I did want to see it, um, because it had, uh, like, a female cast and, like, the director is a woman, um, so kind of, like, the same reasons I went to go see, uh, Wonder Woman, and because men were upset that Margot Robbie didn't look like their dream, um, uh, and I was just like, I don't really understand why you're upset right now. Cause like everybody in this movie is hot and I just, I have questions. Um, so like there's this part where Canary is wearing like this like gold bralette thing and a uh, blazer over the gold bralette. Now listen, blazers, like a deep V cut blazer over a bralette is already like, Mwah, right. But like, it's so well fitted And then she starts running, and of course she's wearing a bralette, so it's not the best support, but she also has very nice tatadas. Jake, can you put, like, a ridiculous noise right there? Like a... She has really nice... (laughs) Censor me. Um... And so my friend and I were just looking, like, my friend and I, she, my friend leans over to me and she's like, she has really nice boobs. And I'm like, I know, I don't even know what just happened in this scene. I am sorry. Sometimes I'm that shitty dude. Um, but so, like, all the dudes complaining about, like, the ladies not looking hot or, like, not wearing sexy outfits is so confusing to me because, like, there were plenty of times they were just hot. Like, I don't, I, yeah, I don't really I mean, understand. Like- I think we kind of talked about um, a, a lot of people have talked about Birds of Prey versus Suicide Squad in terms mm. of like the male gaze um, and how Suicide Squad kind of plays into it a lot more than Birds of Prey does. And I think I think it was you that said that like Harley's outfit in Birds of Prey is still sexy, but it's like what a woman would think is sexy. Um, yeah, and I think that's a lot of their outfits are all like. 
what would make them feel sexy wearing it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Versus what, um, um, like, a gross straight dude would think is sexy. Specifically. Yeah, yeah specifically. <laughs> or, like, a 14-year-old boy. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> Yeah, versus, like, a man of refined taste. Don't tastes. not all men me, I already know. Yeah, we know, we know there are men with taste. Like, <laughs> we, are no, we know there are men who like fine wine, <laughs> who are gentlemen of culture. As we are. Um, yeah, so, like, I definitely ended up really enjoying this movie. It's not without its flaws. Like, there's this one really awkward conversation that I don't know who okayed, but uh, Canary is played by a woman of color, um, and there's this part where Harley Quinn is drunk as shit, and she's, like, unloading her problems onto Canary, who she doesn't really know. She's just, like, at a bar, and Harley Quinn and the Joker have broken up in this movie, and Harley Quinn deadass was, like... Uh, talking about how Harley Quinn's, um, are basically assistants, but she's like, we're nothing without masters. And I feel like you, I feel like you just shouldn't look a black woman in the face and say that we're nothing without masters. Just like ever. Like I, maybe, maybe I just like, am just awkward. Like she's also drunk and it was like very specifically like saying like, you and I like she was including Canary in this because Canary was like working at the bar that the main villain was like owned and he kind of like um like owned her contract you know what I'm saying and so she was including Canary in this and I was like this is just I mean, it wasn't, like, outright terrible. It was just, well, not that, I, I mean, obviously I can't say whether or not it was outright terrible, but I was just kind of like, oof, someone didn't think that through all the way when they were writing this script. Um, but, uh, like, it, it was just a little bit of, like, just a little bit of stuff like that. The kind of, like, you know, when people make girl power movies, but sometimes it's, like, a very specific brand of girl power and it wasn't through the whole movie, like, at all. It was just, like, every once in a while it would hit me, and I'd be like, mm, hmm, um, but mostly, I don't want people to think that I think this movie is like that for the whole thing. It's not. It's just, like, a couple awkward scenes. Um, I definitely, uh, there was a part in it, too, where they briefly mentioned that, um, the detective, like, one of the main characters who's a detective, and she ends up quitting at the end, uh, she, her ex-girlfriend is the, um, assistant to the district attorney or, like, whatever's just under the district attorney law? Um, (laughs) Does that have a name? The district attorney has assistant district attorneys, like. Okay, so she's an assistant district attorney. Um, and that's her girlfriend. And they just mention it in, like, passing and it's, like, not focused on. And DC didn't try to sell it to me as this, like, huge... <clears throat> step forward for LGBT community like a certain other uh brand might when like uh two people kiss in the background of your movie and they don't even have a name like it was it was just casual like is it the height of representation no but they also didn't act like it was the height of representation so there's that um definitely and she like kind of is a very important character there were definitely some weird editing choices like uh and I, here's the thing. I understand why the editing choices were made. You know, like, you know how sometimes you're like, I see the art, of, like, the art that you're trying to create. 
if I if someone presented this to me in a in a class and I was critiquing it like we do in art school, I would say I see what you're trying to do here, but I think it's a little unclear. Um, and I respect your vision, but maybe it needs a couple more passes. You know what I'm saying? Um, they told the story really out of order for the first part of it. And then once all the characters are introduced, they kind of go in a very linear, um, once they all meet up, they goes in a linear story arc. But before that, it's very much like how I talk as a person with ADHD. (laughs) So I think that their vision was because Harley is, uh, like she has mental illness of some kind, um, like she she has trouble keeping everything straight you know uh so they were trying to infuse that into the storytelling unfortunately sometimes i'm like where the fuck are we or i'd be we'd be going down a line and then they'd be like hold on i have to hard cut to over here and she'd literally say at one point she says i'm telling this all wrong and um then goes back to somewhere else right so there's a lot of uh that in the first part of the movie which is a little bit hard to follow like not impossible you catch up but like just like not the most refined um and like i said i think it could have worked i just think it needed a couple more passes but i don't know how much time they had to make this movie you know um but i definitely loved the energy overall in this film way more than i liked the wonder woman energy and i just don't know if it's because maybe i just don't like wonder woman but that doesn't seem right because i feel like i liked her in the comics but like this and i like this movie way better than i've liked any dc movie that's come out before that it was fun it was high energy aside from that weird other like editing thing it like actually had some great cuts there was not like there was not that weird overuse of like slow-mo drama cam with the weird lighting that they like to do for their movies that I don't really understand. That ugly filter that I hate wasn't there. Um, I fucking, I hate that filter. And it makes perfect sense for it not to be in a Harley Quinn movie because everything's bright and colorful. Like there's a point where she, uh, it's in the trailer, so I don't feel like, um, this is really a spoiler, but she robs a, uh, or she doesn't, they're looking for this kid, this uh, pickpocket kid, Cassandra Kane, because she has something important to the plot of the movie. Um, and it's in Harley Quinn's best interest to acquire it. Otherwise, bad things will happen. And so she has to go to the um, police station where the girl has been picked up for pickpocketing and break her out to steal her, basically. Um and which is just like the idea the only fucking harley quinn and only because of the consequences would just walk directly into police station and not give a shit um and she doesn't even do it with a real gun she does it with a it's fun gun is written on the side of it but it's like uh it looks like a sawed off shotgun but it shoots cartridges of um that uh colored powder and also confetti So it shoots colored powder and confetti, but it's at a high pressure, right? So if you get hit with one of those cartridges up close, you're still going to get hurt. Um, And it also is a great fucking effect. Like it just, it suits her so much. And then when she's not shooting the confetti or the paint stuff and knocking people the fuck out, she uses the back end as a blunt weapon. Um, And 
they really definitely i think they did a little bit of this in suicide squad too uh but they introduced a lot of like acrobatics into her um into her fighting style so she does a lot of cartwheels and flips and like she definitely is using her um center of gravity as an advantage against fighting against dudes which i thought was really interesting because later when she fights against a different character who's a lady um they're more equally matched than how she because when she fights dudes there's she can use their weight difference to her advantage but when she's fighting women they're more like at a similar spot which i actually thought was interesting especially because i had just read this um fencing uh teacher talk about specifically he does like uh medieval fencing like um like sword uh choreography and he was saying that uh if you put like it that exact thing about like guys fighting um girls versus girls fighting girls which is very interesting to me um they also chose very deliberately i think to have a lot of brawling so there's a lot of uh fist to fist combat like there are guns but not as much as you maybe normally would see and it definitely wasn't to cut out violence because there was a guy cutting people's faces off and i thought they would cut away and they didn't and i yelled oh fuck in the theater very loud but it was only me and my friend like three dude bros and one lady um in the theater so it wasn't that big of a deal and we were all adults so it didn't matter that i yelled oh fuck really loud into the theater and it made like a moist sound it had been a while since i'd seen a dc movie and i'm used to marvel movies which are owned by disney where they're like we're gonna look away now child no not in this movie they were like you're for you're gonna look at this face and i'm like i don't wanna i i don't wanna also ewan mcgregor is i didn't even think of him as ewan mcgregor at first and then like halfway through the movie it hit me because he was playing such a character that i had never imagined him playing so i guess that's a good actor thing um his assistant dressed like me though like the guy who was actually peeling the faces off and i had feelings about that because i was like i i have this outfit like (laughs) this is reminding me of like a twitter conversation i saw earlier today that was like um it was about disney plus removing love simon because it's not it's not family friendly content but then people were like this is what disney considers family friendly content and like the paramount avengers movies were somewhat more violent than they have been in recent films weren't they yeah they sure were i guess doctor strange got murdered 80 times but like even then well and also thor cut a dude's fucking head off like I think it was in the Paramount that Captain America threw someone through a propeller blade, though. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Wait, no. No, that happens in, uh, in, when it was Disney, because I think that was, oh, wait, no, maybe that was in the first movie. It happened in both movies, but in the second movie, it caused an explosion, and in the first movie, it caused a fine red mist. <laughs> so it's a little bit more violent. I think- I think it's also um, Bucky who throws somebody in the second movie through the propeller blade and it explodes. Because I think Bucky's, like, stealing a jet or yeah. something. Um, yeah. And um, then Loki pierces that guy's, the eyeball. that guy's eyeball out in the first Avengers film, which was pretty gruesome. You don't see anything, but it's, like, gruesome as far as a, a Marvel idea. movie is. Yeah. But anyway. So, yeah, there's, that's, that's what, there's definitely that's what been made some... me think of was that, like, yeah, the Marvel movies used to be violent. <laughs> yeah and this and this was this was like that but I, it like it it was contrasted the hyper violence was contrasted enough with i think um 
the playfulness that it didn't feel like I'm an edgy 14 year old excuse me it also it almost felt more violent I think but like in a way that's like what the fuck is wrong with you people like I came here to have a good time and honestly you're cutting people's fucking faces off like what the fuck (laughs) um so I I definitely definitely had that element um just some good acting, some great fight scenes, some ridiculous fight scenes involving roller skates that I'm um, pretty sure are, like, absolutely impossible. I don't know enough about the de- the durability of roller skate wheels to say otherwise, but I'm going to assume that if it's if the car is speeding to get away and it's going, like, 80 miles per an hour, I just don't think that roller skate wheels can survive that let me know if i'm wrong somebody i don't know the the actual physical stability of roller skate wheels um oh thank goodness because uh, <laughs> i was like i'm almost done with this um and uh what the fuck was i saying roller skate wheels fun i'm definitely doing some fan art of it right now soundtrack was fun i will say i did lean to my friend at one point and say are women fighting fuck it play hard (laughs) um because i feel like in every female like superhero movie thing somebody's playing heart and then i was like wait didn't they also play heart in a different marvel character but still in um captain marvel crazy on you plays during a flashback where she's driving um this this time it was barracuda for uh birds of prey but yeah definitely enjoyed this film definitely enjoyed the colors i was like people are gonna hate me and call me like a bad film viewer but i liked this film more than wonder woman um sorry everyone i and i like obviously i liked it more than any other dc film i don't even think it's just I just think it was, I think it was, I think part of it is that it understood the character really well. Um, Like, if you're going to do a character study, which even though Birds of Prey had other characters in it, it was really a Harley Quinn um, character study in the way that the Joker movie wishes that it was. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, I fucking went there. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling ballsy today, I guess. Uh, in the way that the Joker movie wishes that it was a character study, this movie has a lot of that. She has personal growth. She realizes that she's a villain, but she doesn't have to be an asshole. Um, she is compared to characters that remind her of her old self. She comes into, um, contact with problems and overcomes them. It definitely has stuff to say. I also will say that it has this fucking amazing scene that I lean to my friend, um and reminded me oh right i actually love batman comics because i leaned over to my friend and i'm like this is some batman ass shit right here this is some good old-fashioned sorry jake i'm clapping into the mic i'll clap over here some good old-fashioned like gotham city bullshit it was like this pier that had all these statues on it and it was foggy and so the people are like weaving in and out between the statues in this fog and it's like all these silhouettes and echoing voices like that's some batman ass shit right there come on like i can't i was like this is some comic book shit and i'm not like i wasn't mad that's why i go to see comic book movies they're comic book movies like there's a point where the gritty realism of reality isn't necessary to tell a story like this so that's that's all my birds of prey um pre-salt and then 
I'll just quickly talk about uh, my friends and I had a uh, tabletop night again. Um, we did a run of Dungeon World, um, which is a system which fucking Richard from We Are Not Wizards Tabletop Podcast could probably tell you more about. But it's the system my friend was looking into for using, for running a uh, D&D, or like a a campaign. Hold on. And they use it for a lot of Powered by the Apocalypse stuff. Um, But it's just kind of a little, it has a different system than D&D for dice. Like, mostly you just use uh, D6s. Um, And, I mean, I think there's a D4 in there too, but mostly it's just D6s. You just roll two of them and, like, the, the... Abilities are kind of simplified. And um, we were just testing out the system, so it was a one-shot. Um, and uh, they gave they gave us our, like, class sheets, and it told you what, like, a lot of your skills were. And uh, gave you a bunch of numbers to just put in, um, kind of like when you roll a bunch, and then you just decide which skills go, like, what uh, level of skill goes where, and blah, 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 for D&D. Um but they had that there for us, and I decided to be a, uh, I've never been a bard before in D&D, and so I wanted to try it. Um, and I was an elf bard named Dandy, and, uh, because what else would you be named if you're a bard? And they, uh, what's, they had a the hurdy bard in, uh, um, Adventure Zone? <laughs> is it Dandy? No, I, I um, was like, what is it? A- Oh, it's, uh, no, it's, um, Johan. Johan. The one with the That's violin. That's what you would call your bard if it's not Dandy. <laughs> yeah, his, his name was <laughs> Johan. Um, so I couldn't think of a name, so Dandy was my name. Um, and, uh, I had a hurdy-gurdy and a book of songs that were in a forgotten language because it, like, let you pick whatever. Um, although I think I forgot about my hurdy-gurdy and at one point it was playing Wonderwall on a lute, so what do I know? <laughs> um... And, uh, I, like, I started out and I was like, God, I don't really have very many skills. I did have a skill that let me, uh, put forth one D4 of damage to one of my other players' hits, um, by performing. But I want to, I want to talk a little bit about these characters, because, you know, like, if I want to talk about mechanics, go on Richard's show again. Um, but I, uh... I, I, but also, like, I, I think the best part of this game was honestly the character connections we all had. So, one of my friends was playing a paladin named Lendl, Lendl the Gentle, um, and uh, he devoted himself to the ga- the ever gazing eye or something like that. Um, and his one of his friends, because we all had to decide what our bonds were, one of his friends was the thief at the table who he didn't know was a thief. Um, and he had never asked, so the thief never had to tell him. And he just assumed that the thief was just, like, a, a good dude. And that I, Dandy, who knew the thief because we were running a racket together... Um, in, uh, what do you call it? Busking? A busking rack together? <laughs> Rackets! Um, that, uh, he assumed that I was bad, and that Bug, our thief, 
was actually a good person and that I was a terrible person for some reason, which the game mechanics, like I kept rolling in every time I tried to do something good for Lendl, I kept rolling shitty. And like, at one point I tried to save him and accidentally smacked him with a ladder. (laughs) (laughs) So like, it was like they were enforcing this store we had created. And my, uh, my other friend was a goose named Goose who um, at one point was a halfling, but was a druid and t- turned into, because druids in this game can uh, shapeshift, or are they clerics? I think they're druids. Um, they can shapeshift and kind of like have abilities of that animal. Um, but the, now Goose is stuck as a goose and can't ungoose, but can shapeshift into other animals, but always turns back into a goose. And the ability that allows um, Druids to talk to animals allowed her to uh, speak to us, but it's a proximity thing. So, like, if you're standing right next to Goose, you can understand Goose, but if you're standing too far away from Goose, all you hear is honk. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) there are definitely times where, like, I straight up was like, okay, I pick up Goose. Um, (laughs) We run. Speak to me. Speak to me. <laughs> She's like a goose holding a goose. Speak to me. Essentially, this lord calls us because um, someone has stolen his daughter's cat and it was the swamp witch. And we have to go get his cat back from the swamp witch. Um, and, uh, excuse me, his <coughs> daughter's cat, his mysteriously not appearing daughter. Um, and so Mitzi, the cat, uh, we have to go get Mitzi back. And so we ask around town and we have to go to the swamp to find these druids who will tell us exactly where the witch is, the swamp witch, who was described as having seaweed hair. So the mummy Marine was just like, it's old Greg from the Mighty Boosh. But um, the we were like, okay, and we can't, there's an island. So before we left, I was like, they were like, if you set foot on the island, she will know that you're there and send her golems after you but she lives in a tower and I'm like, Oh, we're going to need a ladder, like a 10 foot ladder. Right. And so, uh, the, the guy has to bring us a, a, um, like a ladder and our, uh, paladin doesn't trust me with it because I, what schemes could Dandy possibly be coming up with, with this ladder. So he took it from me, but now he has to carry this fucking ladder. And so it adds weight to his bag and he's carrying it around and it keeps like getting in our way. And at one point we lose it. It goes down the river, uh, over the swamp where we're fighting alligators. That's the ladder. I, I tried to save him, but accidentally smacked him (laughs) with and almost got him eaten by an alligator. And so... We, we finally get to, like, the place right across from the water of the island. And everybody's like, what do you do? The, the DM's like, what do you do? And Lundell the Gentle, uh, first, um, Goose flies up and lands in a tree. And that doesn't count as the ground, so the golems don't come out. But then Goose fails a check and falls off of the tree. Um... And then Lendl is like, well, we have to go save Goose. And then trudges into the water and starts going after Goose. And the thief bug is like thinking, oh, the thief bug uh, immediately went to hide so the witch wouldn't see us. Meanwhile, 
Dandy is eating snacks because I IRL was eating snacks and I wanted to weave it into the game. So I was eating pretzels, but they were kind of soggy because we had been going through a damp bog all day, like a swamp. Um, and then, so like, the, like I just imagine like this crazy giant knight is going through this water while the bard is just sitting there eating pretzels. And eventually I have to go after him and the... Um, Lendl the Gentle thought that, like, Bug the Thief was behind him instead of me. And so he's like, we're in the thick of it now, Bug! And, like, screaming, Bug's not even there. And he's just yelling. Um, And so we go through all this, and we fight through all these golems, and we have this whole conversation. And I felt, I was feeling pretty useless, but I was helping people. I also had a weapon. Bards get a, um, weapon, and I chose a, uh, rapier. Um, so, like, I had a weapon, but, you know, like, obviously it's not the best. Also, I got smacked by an alligator, and I'm like, is this gonna bruise? Um, so there's definitely, there's definitely some fun that I had with this character. But then, essentially, I was feeling pretty useless, but I was having a good time. Uh, and then I charmed, we, there's, like, this whole skill card called Parlay, and I charmed the witch into um basically letting us have the cat back so here's the thing it turned out that the cat was the reincarnation of the swamp which is um familiar and i was like oh we can't take the her familiar from her like well who would we be i also want to mention that my voice sounded like here i'll do a re we can't take we can't take her familiar you guys you guys didn't see this this little kitty um, so that was my voice. And then I, there was one point where I was like, this really hurts my voice. Because um, <laughs> character voices, I think, are, like, always super fun to do. Um, I told my friend that his paladin voice was really good. And he's like, this is the only voice I know how to do. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, but I, so, like, but the the cat who could talk. Also was like, well, I did, I did kind of like living with the, um, with the Lord, I think his name was Lord Portland, and this took place in Portlandia. Um, and, uh, he was like, I did enjoy living, or she was like, I did enjoy living with Lord Portland. So basically I was like, what if, and I'm just saying, what if, uh, we created some sort of deal where when Mitzi dies, because you're like a witch and you've lived hundreds of years, so what's like the average lifespan of a cat? Like 14 years? You you know, you just wait 14 years and then when Mitzi dies, you, you go get your familiar again. And um, she was like, but w- w- I need to do a ritual over the body to find my famili- where my familiar has been reincarnated. So I was like, what if we make him sign a contract that says he'll return the body to you at the time of Mitzi's untimely death? Um, so I basically talk us out of fighting. Also, everybody else had to wait outside, and I was, like, pissing myself because I was like, this is how Dandy dies. Um, and so we were able to make this deal, and uh, she writes in Magic Ink that he has to honor the deal or his family will be cursed for generations to come, which seems very dramatic over a cat, but he signed it and everything went happily ever after. Um, I mean, I guess, uh, also I somehow, uh, the, the DM was like, actually the swamp, witch kind of has a little crush on you, Dandy. And I was like, Oh boy. (laughs) 
was not trying to because you know there's like that joke about um bards about bards being like slutty. yeah bro, <laughs> being slutty but like i would in there not intending because i think i was like uh because i i was singing a song from the song book i had and the which was like oh that's an old language there are hardly any books left of that so my deal was i'd show her my sweet ass book if we could parlay um and so I wasn't even trying to, like, my plan was not even to seduce the witch, but I accidentally seduced the witch, so ain't that the bard life. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun, and it was a good time. I forgot how much I love doing that kind of stuff, and I love having voices. For some reason, they always lean New York um, when they they come out. Not British, which you think they would, because, like, high fantasy. But no, my brain is like, I'm Dandy from Portland. Um, so, I don't know. It was fun. That's my pre-salt. All right, moving into salt. I've complained about this before. I'll always complain about it. People quitting after a single wipe. Fuck off. (laughs) Get out of here. Come on. Especially, this was on Ruby Weapon, so it's like, bro, come on. It's week one. Yeah. Um... But the main, I don't have a ton to talk about, but the main thing I want to talk about is my no good, very bad E4 end run that I had over the weekend. Um, I was like, I'm trying to get my item level up for Bard, um, so I can do the new raids and stuff. I am, as of today, at 466. But, um, say, sort of like for, the, for example, Ruby Weapon Extreme is 470, so I kind of need to keep going. Um... So I've been on that tombstone grind, and I was like, you know what's really going to help me if I get a better weapon? Because I, I was still rocking the uh, the King's Longbow, which is a 450 item level weapon from Titania Extreme. Um, so I'm like, that's what I that's what I need to upgrade. I need to upgrade that. So I had, I was like, I need. What do I need for that? Needed a manufactured coin. So I did one run of the copied factory. And that went fine. It's the copy factory. Um, and then I was like, okay, I need two um, weapons of ancient antiquity which are the drop from uh, Eden for Normal. Um, and the restriction, the weekly restrictions off of that now. So mm-hmm. I could just, I was like, I could just get both of them today. And the first run went fine, which was interesting because I got it 11 minutes in progress. <laughs> so I was like, oh boy, but uh, it was totally fine. So clearly the people that left, their success. the people that left were obviously the problem there. Um, yeah. But then I did my second one, and that one I got from the beginning, and right away, like, six out of eight people were brand new. No, it was, I think it was actually, like, five. But either way, like, a lot, a significant portion of this party was brand new. Um, it was, like, me, the healer, one and one tank or something that were not brand new. Um... And, oh no, also a ninja. A ninja was also there that was, like, leading their friends around. Um, but it wasn't working. (laughs) Um, the main thing that was really irritating was that, like, so, um, the Titan's Tankbuster gives a debuff in E4N. So, early on, people would do tank swaps, but it's not really necessary and normal, and so a lot of parties don't do that. Like, when I'm tanking E4N, I just hold on to it. Um, yeah, it's a lot easier that way. It's not as messy, and um, 
it's you no, most of the time the debuff wears off before the next tank buster anyway so whatever um just you know just use your cooldowns just it's darkest night bam good um superbolide in this case because they were both they were both gun breakers um but they the off tank which was the brand new person didn't seem to know how to tank in general <laughs> Um, like they were doing okay, but unfortunately they were standing behind Titan. So when they did the tank swap and picked up Titan, Titan faced the party, and so oh my god, and cleaved everyone, everyone, and yeah, you know, I was trying to be nice, so I'm like, hey, make sure that you don't like face Titan at the party. Make sure you know it's faced away, but it kept happening, and sometimes. They would start out facing away from the party, but then they would try to escape a mechanic, so they would whip Titan around and then not correct that, and so he would cleave the party anyway, and it eventually got to the point where I just, like, had to pay really close attention to where Titan was standing and where he was facing and, like, stand on his side, and, like, Mm. which is not really a good way to do it because there's a lot of mechanics where you have to stand in front of Titan, Um, like Landslide. Like Landslide. Yeah. And so... (laughs) I love how both of us at once... Um... And it, it, like I, we kept trying to talk to them. And we're like, "Hey, you're cleaving the party. You need to turn the boss away from the party, bro. Turn the boss, bro." It happened like eight times, and it got to a point where, because I had my strategy, I could see people look at the boss, see that it was turned towards them, and just scatter, like, <laughs> which was causing additional wipes. And like, yeah. but n- I could not get through to this tank, and. Um, it feels, it felt to me, because the he- there was a healer that was new, and then a healer that wasn't, and the healer that wasn't new was getting frustrated, because he kept saying, because he was one of the people yelling at the tank in the chat, and, like, um, trying to, trying to help, and so eventually he just starts saying, like, oh my god, and the healers were leaving me on the ground a lot. Um, and in particular, there was another bard in the, like, so it's hard to be in a group with a class that you main, so, and you can tell that they're not doing well. Yeah. Um, I was like, they have, like, 25% dot uptime, if I have to guess. Um, and I'm just like, great, and, but... That's, that's it, that's being bard.txt. Yeah, you have to keep your dots up, like, come on, and your songs. Um, yeah. And I couldn't... It kind of seemed like they weren't doing much of either. And I'm just like, great. Um, but the newbie healer would pick that bard up immediately after they died, but would leave me on the ground for sometimes five minutes at a time. And I'm, I, it was at the point where I was like, I started to type into the chat, did I do something to make you guys mad? Um, but then the pro healer, for lack of a better term, started to pick me up. And I feel like it had to be like, they were like, you're the only competent one in this party. <laughs> like, I need your help. It's a shame I didn't go in as red mage. Um, there was a there was a raid that um, of me and the main tank both died, and they they picked me up, and I was like, no, <laughs> please pick up the the smarter one that died. But they picked the, me up the first on the aggro list. That's probably like the, I mean or the first on the party list rather. Yeah, so they picked me up, and I was like, no, not me, <laughs> you fools. <laughs> I mean, I did fine, but I felt, suddenly the pressure was on. <laughs> I was like, you wasted your 
you're like it takes a while to get enough um mana mp yeah to yeah and i was like no no don't waste it on i <laughs> um but i kept i was trying to help them i was like you need to stand in front of them for massive landslide you need to stand on the far side for the mario kart move um but like it they i mean they kept forgetting they would they were honest about that they was like oh i forgot again just like it's fine um I think it took us, like, I think we wiped six times. I'm kind of surprised nobody left. I thought for sure the, the, like, pro healer was going to leave, but he didn't. And we stuck it out, and we finally got through it, but only barely. (laughs) I remember that we had enough time to LB3 and then get LB1 again, and, like, a melee used it. So it took... It took some fucking time. (laughs) I can't remember what raid I was in when I was doing the verse raids, but someone was like, HEALER! LIMIT BREAK! And then, like, there was just, like, a pause, and then they're like, HEALER, PLEASE! And then a few seconds, PLEASE! <laughs> it was so funny! PLEASE! I, Ruby Weapon, spoilers again, but Ruby Weapon is one that I'm kind of struggling with, because people will, like, be like, oh, I'll save I'll save the LB3 for phase two, and you can't, because it resets your limit gauge. And so I'm just like, MELEE! LB already! Come on, you're gonna waste it! Please, for the love of God. Dragoon! Ninja! Stop worrying about your anime finisher and limit break. Stop worrying about your anime finisher. Okay, fucking hot take here. You don't need to wait until the last 2% to use your limit break 3. For God's sake, use it at like 20%. It'll be the same either way. God. 15%, 10%, whatever. Just not fucking 2%. You're wasting it. It's so fucking funny. Because you're not fucking wrong. Not. Anyway, that's all my salt for this week. Okay. I had to re-record a video. This is kind of like, I mean, it's salt, but only like barely because... I'm sorry, y'all. This root beer is, like, extra bubbly. I feel like root beer is more bubbly than other sodas. But anyway, um, I barely have salt this week. Uh, and also, this this turned out to be a good thing, um, but at the time, it didn't feel like a good thing. Um, I So I recorded a fucking video, and I did my makeup, and I want y'all to know that it took three days to get that eyeliner off of my eyes. And it was just like a really oily eyeliner. And I can't use oils on my face because it turns out that I'm susceptible to fungal acne. So, um, like, I can no longer use oils on my face because usually you take off oils with oil. Um, fun fact, if anybody has trouble getting stuff off. But, uh, I, so I had this stupid eyeliner on and I sh- I'm trying to record this video and I, I think I'll, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. But then um, my uh, mom was supposed to be at class, but she wasn't for some reason. So she was home. The TV was going. Dad decided that he was going to vacuum. And, and, like, I thought, well, maybe he's far enough away that it won't matter. But when I... And people kept slamming doors and shit. And it was just... People were doing no- making noise that they wouldn't normally make. Like, there were noises I've never heard before. <laughs> um, and even my mom was, like, saying that she was she knew I was recording. So then, like, she went to Trina and was like, Stop 
fucking with the hat rack. You never fuck with the hat rack. Why are you doing this right now? Um, so looking out for like, you. <laughs> it, yeah, it was just like one of those days where it was just like everybody was making a lot of noise, and so I think it showed up a little bit in my face and stuff. And I, it was just kind of sad, but I was like, whatever, I'll edit the video. Um, but then when I went to edit the video, it was so loud. It was so loud, and. Jeremy was like, if you can rip the soundtrack out of there, I will try and get rid of the vacuum for you, which was very nice of him. Um, but it, I could not get it out. Uh, and so I couldn't figure out how to do it with what I am using to edit video. Um, so I just sort of like was like, fine, I'm going to re-fucking film this, which turned out to be better because the next time I went to film it was yesterday, I think. Um, and I was in a better mood. And... Uh, I also, like, had, I had thought of more jokes, <laughs> and, um, I redid my makeup, but I didn't put that weirdly oily eyeliner on there, because I didn't want to, I honestly didn't want to have to deal with it for the next three days, so, uh, it's not on there, I just used a different eyeliner, um, and my makeup actually looked better, and my hair looked better, so, you know what, it was all for the best, um, like, I don't mind as much my, uh, like, I don't mind there being background noises in the, um, podcast recording because it's late at night and everybody's not like super late, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's nighttime and everybody's awake and doing stuff and getting ready for bed and whatnot, um, watching TV. So there's nothing I can really do about that, but I like specifically get up at a time where everybody's going to be quiet to record these, uh, videos and like I put a lot of work into editing in them and stuff so I just kind of want them to be really nice um even though they're just shit posts uh they're my shit posts um so I was I was like having a really hard time with that but it it all turned out like to be mostly okay um the second time I went through so I did a first pass of editing that today of the second one. And so it turned out to be a good thing, even though it sucked at the, at the time. I was just like, why are we put on this earth? Just to suffer. suffer. Every day I get emails. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is right now I'm super fucking stressed about my health insurance. I told Kay earlier, I had a panic attack so bad that the only thing I could do was hard reset by trying to go to sleep. I got up this morning early. So yesterday I logged into my covered California stuff to like finish my stuff out and complete my plan. And on one hand it said, you just have to choose a plan you have until March 11th. So I was like, okay, choose plan. And then it tells me that, um, you due to a major life event, you cannot choose a plan. And I was like, what? And it's like, you've missed your chance. And then when I click on that, it says you have until March 11th to choose a plan. It was like a cycle. Right. And I, it last, like last night I was just like, what? So my friend, um, uh, has more experience with this than me. So I went to her and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck does this mean? And she's like, you're just going to have to call them because this is like a, this is a glitch and it might've been because you applied before your other insurance, uh, ended for your birthday, um, com complications or whatever. Uh, so you have to call them tomorrow. So I get up and I call them today. And first of all, I told Kay, you have to fucking go down the world's longest rabbit hole of press nine to, for this person. And then it's in like five languages. So you have to listen to all of them sometimes. Um, 
like for the opening spiel of like this is the so and so office and blah 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 and then it like will start going through different <laughs> languages and then i ended up somewhere i absolutely because the health offices for my county are also the offices for like social services and employment services and so i ended up somewhere in employment services and i was like this was not what i was looking for and so <laughs> i had to hang up and start all over finally i found some woman and i was like in this really sad voice today i was like i i don't know if i'm in the right place i'm just i just need to talk to somebody about my covered california and she's like oh no you're in the right place and she hooked me up with my case manager so i called him and uh i've had five hours of sleep at this point and i uh you know i like had I was just, I was fucking exhausted. So I called him and I had to leave a message and I know that the offices were open till five. So I had to stay up until five or until he called me. And I was just real tired. I was really tired and I'm really stressed out about this because essentially come March 1st, if I don't have this dealt with, I don't have medical insurance and that's a big fucking deal. So I I was really stressed out about this um, and I started to get... I started to get antsy, so I was like, I'll do work. Because if I'm doing work, then I'm doing work, and I'm not wasting time. So I did the first pass edit of that video, and then I started working on um, another video. Trash is being handled behind me. Um, I started working on another video uh, for Patreon, and that was a mistake, too, because I decided for some reason, you know what I hate drawing? Feet. You know what else I hate drawing? Shoes. You know what I have only drawn like once in my life? Roller skates. And somehow I found a way to have clear roller skates. So I had to draw feet and like the shell of the shoe at the same time while also drawing however the fuck roller skate chassis work. Um, Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with that. Uh... And so I was, like, getting super frustrated because it's one of those things where it's, like, I know I can do this, but it's just hard. Um, and so I was getting more and more frustrated and waiting for this guy to call and waiting for this guy to call. Five o'clock comes. He still hasn't called. I just stopped recording where I was. And uh, I, like, I was just suddenly I was panicking and I was like, I'm fuck, I'm going to have to call him back tomorrow. And my mom kept asking about it because obviously she's worried about me, but it was just making me more fucking anxious. And I had like this ridiculous, very bad thought. And I was like, you know what? That's not Jesse brain. That's mean goblin brain. And that's not logical. And the only way I'm going to be able to deal with this is to just hard reset by taking a nap. I'm still fucking exhausted because it was only like an hour long nap. Um, which pushes my sleep total up to six hours. But it's better than nothing, right? Yeah. And um, I, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just stressed out about it. This is boring adult stuff to be stressed out about, but uh, it is kind. It's kind of important that I have health insurance. It just is. Um, so yeah, that's how's that's that, my, how's that healthcare system working out for us? Not well. Not well. Our healthcare system is broken. Would you like a healthcare? Too bad. You don't no deserve one. You don't deserve because you're poor. You're poor. Imagine, imagine 
And then my mom rem- reminds me today, you have to remember to call the lone people and beg for mercy. And I'm like, oh, right. That's a thing I can, I have to do. Like, thanks, my student loans. It, it, it hit me at a point that I'm like, guess I'll just always have an associate's degree. I have two associate's degrees. <sighs> But um, I can't afford to go to school right now. And and so they, like, they're coming after me because I'm not in school right now. And I'm like, I have no money. I don't know what you want from me. I can maybe pay you, like, 20 bucks a month. Like, can I pay you 20 bucks a month? <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. You can try it. Whatever. Yeah, I could try it. I could be like, this is all the money I have, my dudes. Like, I don't know what you want from me, but it's all the money I have. Um, so... I'm I'm very stressed being for like boring adult reasons, but they they seem like pretty good reasons. And I am one of those people who just gets like completely debilitated by stress. So I just like like I said earlier, I had to just hard reset. Um, the other day I was doing my laundry and it was a lot of laundry, and I was just like, God, you can always tell how fucking depressed I am by how much laundry I have to do. Because I'll just not do it until I run out of underwear, and I'm like, guess it's time to do laundry. Um, but yeah, that's that's my boring adult salt for today. It's important adult salt. Don't sure sell is. yourself short. <laughs> um, well, that's our show for this evening. Um, where can we find you on the internet, Jesse? You can find me as a filthy wizard on Twitter as filthy wizard on youtube if you want art videos um filth wizard on youtube if you want my humor videos and filthy magic user on instagram sorry (laughs) um you can find me on twitter and twitch as humanity upgrade and on instagram as crowfeather cosplay you can find our wayward co-host and editor jake on twitter as jake underscore lionheart you can find the podcast on twitter as at podcast salt you can find our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts including itunes spotify fireside and so on um if you like the show and you want to help us out you can consider donating to our ko-fi page that's ko-fi.com slash salt report um thank you for listening to our show i don't have a sign off <laughs> doing my best Sometimes. here Sometimes. Sometimes the sign out is the friends we made along the way. It's true. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Good night, everyone.